Welcome, welcome to our first official episode of Geeks by the Fireside. How are you feeling today, Dr. Thomas Tago? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, this has been a long time in the making and we've just finally got it kick off. Um, and yeah, and then just to give uh, people a, a preview and insight into what Geeks by the Fireside is going to be about. Well, so... If you didn't watch our introductory recording, basically, you know all the complex science stories that come up in the news or your Facebook feed and makes no sense at all to a general reader. We are here to simplify the complex science for you. But that's not all we're doing, though. What else are we doing, Tom? Uh, we're throwing in a dash of humour, a little bit of fun, and really just sharing a conversation about ourselves regarding science so um i'll be pretty much sharing a lot of what's happening in ghana and um within the network of everything sciencey and then uh, i'm expecting the same from you being in the uk and all yes i hope i'm um, cleared up enough <laughs> to bring the yeah. updates on um, uk-wide science communication space Right, so if we jump right into it, let's start with um, your week in general, actually. How has your week been? Mind you, it's only Tuesday uh, today. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we were, we're recording this on Tuesday, like you said. Um, week is just starting now. Um, and it's been it's been off to a quite hectic start, I have to say. Uh, the new year, um, sort of like backlog still hasn't been cleared. Um, and just reading research proposals and working with students to design research proposals. Um, yeah, that's sort of exciting, but a lot of reading period happening right now. Um, on the bright side, I started a keeping a stock of fruit flies. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You wonder why am I keeping fruit flies? There's a reason for that. Uh, but the point is, it's good to see how quickly they multiply. If you If you don't know, now you know from the time you put a male and a female fruit fly together uh in about six days they've multiplied and you have way more fruit flies flying about so wait 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 when you say fruit flies are these those flies that when your fruits are going rotten they hoover all around it are those fruit flies yeah, yeah they feel yep. fruit flies yep. Yep. okay yep. you put them together they'll lay some eggs they'll get some larvae in about six days time at least the ones that I'm using in about six days boom you have a whole new set of flies you will have to align to me a bit more and we will tell our list- listeners um, shortly why it's really weird for Thomas to be growing fruit flies based on his background but enlighten me I'm picturing you growing fruit flies in a lab so do you get like a I suppose a flask or a container that has to lid and then do you put in a fruit and leave it to rot and allow the flies to go oh, in and oh, seal it oh no no well you could tell do that for, that's, a, that's how, a little bit simple how do you so, grow fruit flies in a lab tell us yeah. so these are flies that I randomly captured in the wild by that I mean I just put some fruits out and like okay. um, but now what I do, do you catch them in a net sorry do you catch them in a net how do you catch fruit flies they, 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 you, you sort of use um, you get a container with okay. the fruits in it and then you sort of create a, something like a funnel on top okay. of it for some strange reason they are able to find it very easy to go in okay. and come out because of the way the funnel the, it's hard to find the exit um, in, in the funnel but once you have them uh, the number of different ways to transfer them around but basically i have to cook for them 
um, I have some corn flour, sugar, um, yeast, have to boil it up and everything, make it into a slightly thick paste, and then put it into, I know, I'm cooking for flies, like, yeah, hi, my, my boy, PhD, and I'm cooking oh, for fun, flies. Fun times in the love, <laughs> fun times in the love, right. Yeah, then, then, so, so once you have this, you can put it into, like, uh, other bottles or vials, and you can use any number of things, and then you put a little stop in it, and keep them in there, and they will happily, uh, yeah, stay in there, and lay their eggs, and multiply I'm trying to see how long it takes them, um, like what their whole life cycle is. Right. Okay. For if anyone's wondering, I haven't got a clue what you guys are on about. We will oh, put a little protocol on how to grow fruit flies in the footnotes of the podcast when it's done. So look out for that. Okay. Yeah, because you can do some really cool stuff with it. Maybe I'll share that with you um, on a later date. But great, so that's my week. Uh, we're filled with flies. How's your week? Oh, well, I haven't been cooking flies. Uh, what have I been doing this week? The well, Saturday was really hectic. Um, I know the week starts on Sunday, today's Tuesday. Tuesdays are my days off, so I don't actually go into work on a Tuesday. Um, but I had a really hectic Saturday just because um, I had to see back to back science engagement events, which I haven't done in a while. So during the day, my local library was running a theme festival, which I was um, showcasing some activities at. And, you know, you go through these things and you sort of get a re-endorsement as to why as researchers and scientists, we really have to get out and communicate with the public. Because I saw this excitement in one girl's face when she'd managed to control a robotic claw um, using electropaths, using another hand to control this claw, and she was excited. It's just one of those, yeah, Sweet. various <laughs> excitements that I had to laugh through on um, on Saturday. And then later that day, um, I'd launched a, um, and a weekly, not weekly, a monthly art and science club. Um, so the first session was on Saturday evening, which went really well. So must get planned for the next one. But I'm glad the busy Monday is over and it's Tuesday because it's my day off and I can just catch up with Netflix. <laughs> ah. Cool, cool. Let's let's get into um, what do you call it? Highlights. The big. All right, right. Uh, we want to do highlights of of last year and then we'll be expecting um, the year ahead. Or just um, highlight of last year. Um, let's start with your personal and scientific highlights, just for 2019 in general. Maybe a top three highlight, top three personal highlight, top three scientific highlight, um, and then yeah, I'll share mine. Oh, top three, top three may be a, a bit tricky because it's like trying to pick your your favorite child. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, personally, um, I think highlight of last year was. Um, Starting running a computational neuroscience program. Okay. So, so, so basically, I had a, a colleague from uh, Spain come stay with me in the lab for a few weeks. And then we introduced some of the students around to the idea of sort of using computers to try and um, simulate or mimic how the brain works. And it's a great new area. It makes it easy for um, people to explore research. Uh, and it's not resource intensive. So I think it holds a lot of promise. Um, I know a few people in the field and um, yeah, being able to do that program, a lot of the students enjoyed it. I would say that was 
um, one, one, one of my personal. Did you say it ran for a week? Uh, yeah, yeah, we ran that for a week. It's just an introductory um, program. You don't want to make it too heavy. Um, I mean, people do whole degrees in computational neuroscience, uh, but it's just um, an introductory one. Did you have the same cohort uh, for the whole week? Yeah, 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 same. Uh, some came from the Africa Institute of Mathematical Science. Uh, others came from the University of Ghana, and others came from the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, which is uh, at Kumasi. So, yeah, that was, that was great. Um, Research-wise, there, there, there seems to just be a lot. Um, I think all projects just seem to be coming together nicely. Uh, my personal favorite place to go for research output is uh, WACBIP, as the West African Center for uh, okay. Cell Biology of Infectious Pathogens. Yes, uh, they always train out such great research, um, and it's, it's good to always see. So there were quite a few breakthroughs um, from there, which is, which is nice. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's hard for me to really uh, pick in the big world yeah. because it'll just be biased. <laughs> Everything will be neuroscience um, based. So that's that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. But, the latest one right, so, so your one. What, what and uh, you have to agree with this as well. The launch of our Evolution of Science exhibition project at the Museum of Science and Technology. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say I mean, it. I, mean, I knew, I knew. Let's do that. <laughs> I well, did, you went I did, on about talent. The talent was just amazing. And it's just um it showed the need for that kind of project just because it's history, right? Documenting history and our stories and the significance of um institutions and our researchers and how the difference it can make to real life applications so it's, it's really beautiful to see it come to life and so I mean I'll, same, I'll, I'll agree with you because there were some things that were exhibited that I didn't even know about I mean the, the story about the, the yellow fever um, how the vaccine for the yellow fever actually yeah. came from it was great and so again if um, anyone's listening you haven't got a clue about what we're talking about it is the evolution of science exhibition that th science have launched in accra at the museum of science and technology in december last year it will be in the footnotes and you can catch up on the background story and um how we're dealing with it so far and it was yeah, yeah. like Forbes. That's how big it was. Shout out to like Ava Amson from right. contributor right. at Forbes. He will publish that story. Thank you yeah. very much. And my other highlight had to be my trip to Finland. That was amazing. Now, it wasn't a vacation um, holiday trip. Okay. So I was on a fellowship where you traveled to learn, return to inspire. And I'd the aim of my fellowship was to look into informal methods of science education. And Finland hadn't been at the top of the educational league for quite a while. It seemed like a, an ideal place to go for education. Other mind you, they've been, and, you, and you, I think Bulgaria has taken over that spot. So everyone is going to be yeah. into Bulgaria now. I do hope it's Bulgaria, but certainly one of the oh, really? um, Finland's plates has been taken one of the Scandinavian countries. I think it's Bulgaria. And so, anyway, so I was there with a very good friend of mine called Rick Hall, who's very supportive of our work. And we had such an amazing time when we were not working, of course. I mean, 
um we've shared a sauna we had some meals together we got to explore Helsinki as well when we left the little village that we were staying in called Koli and the, the village itself I mean there must have been the whole um, a population okay. of 300 in total very small village very strong community network and you know everyone knows everyone it's a bit like being in a safe opera you know same cast everywhere <laughs> the same cast everywhere you go and um, so we spent um, a few days in the <laughs> There's, there's one school that serves the village and all the stuff there was just lovely and I actually met one lady there he's been coming to Ghana for years now supporting a local school um, somewhere I believe it's in Michelle Camp okay um, but let me not digress because not every listener is Ghana based okay okay and in terms of um, I did say top three right because I had top three highlights to all share right, right. I became officially officially became a doctor five years later the five, I know, right? 2014 oh, yeah. to 2019. Yeah. <laughs> 2014 to 2019. Right. Go on, so, 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 you know, this, this I have to share with everyone. There's a when when everybody gets at least the people I know when they get their doctorates. Oh, yeah, like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. yes, everybody must call me doctor. I worked so hard. And um, during the evolution of science exhibition, um. We had people signing in and there was a, a page where there were about seven people who all had a PhD signed in there, but then nobody, none of them wrote their titles. They didn't write Dr. Uh, Gordon. They didn't write Dr. Yao. They didn't write any titles. Only two people wrote their titles. And they just so happened to be people who had all gotten their doctorates within the last two years. It's just like, as soon as you get a doctorate, everyone must know. You can tell less, right? Like, wow. oh, yeah, that's it. Hey, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Angie, yes, you were okay. one. Yes, yes. Shout out to Rina. Yeah, had to all right, Dr. Angela. Anyway, well deserved, well deserved. Oh, um, yeah. Congrats once again. I know the feeling <laughs> is still fresh. I can behave like yeah, and just sit back and say, oh, yes, yes, I'll, I'll <laughs> you know, just to you know, see the, your I've got a thread, um, a thread on Twitter um, <laughs> earlier this month, actually, where people were chatting about, do you ever use your doctorate? Must you use your doctorate? And it was quite hilarious because the people shared stories okay. about the different reactions and receptions that you get based on when. There are certain moments that you must drop in that doctor title because, you know, if, it will bring you benefits. For example, the bank. Yeah, 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 you put yeah, in that you phone to the agree. bank, put doctor, guaranteed they will not double check that loan that you're applying for. Doctors are rich, right? You just don't tell them you're not a medical doctor. This is so funny. And you do not you do not want to use your doctor title on an air flight because when it's an emergency, everyone's going to call you out. And then you're like, sorry, people, I'm not a medical doctor. Yeah. <laughs> see those men, yeah you see those men you're like is there a doctor in the room you're like yes there is coming to science is a really weird I, one I, that i remember I, it's where um some researchers right. have developed a mobile phone case to have the feel of the skin and so then it is yeah it was stretchy and it could have certain oh, yeah. behavioral yeah. characteristics that can be kind of weird but you know, science people can be weird like that. Well, it's, it's good because then it, it's the idea of um, trying to find ways to communicate with our other senses. So uh, there's still a bit of work going in to try and uh, move away from 
like virtual reality and then add the other sensations to it so that as people are sort of seeing a generated image they're also feeling the things that go along with it smelling it together you know try to really fool our complete senses to get more immersive experience yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it makes Actually sense weird, but on a more positive note in terms like of that. healthcare um a group of researchers from stanford university in the states had developed this wireless sensors that can stick to your skin to then track your track your health because there, there are devices out there that physically or well, they are attached to you like electro, oh, electro electrodes and you have to have this monitor clip onto you and then it, it records your data and then you can go back to your gp or your um, your healthcare professional and they upload the data from this device but now um they've got this these stickers that stick directly to your skin and they're, they're wireless and then it just takes readings um clips onto your clothes and again part of a system called body net and then i suppose it can help record activities from people who have conditions like um if you have a lot of seizures you can do a recording activity or if you have um, unresolved health problems or conditions where no one seems to find what is going on at least two other day they can then take the information and study further i guess if anybody's interested in that as well we will share the link to the article that's in a the notes. link in, in the notes uh yeah, it's, it's great i mean when you're doing a review uh, this is bound to happen. So, so um, I'm, I'm going to then just add something you're looking forward to for 2020. Um, what, what are you looking forward to 2020? Ooh, like in the whole size space or one. in my personal yeah. space? <laughs> science space. One thing. Just oh, right one thing that i'm looking forward to that i do know what these things so i'm trying to summarize it so i don't go on parades basically interestingly enough next next month i'm going on a retreat and it's the first retreat i've booked pay quite a bit of money for it as well and i'm just in this space where i need to refocus and so i'm looking forward to my new phase this year I'm not, I'm not gonna announce i'm not gonna make a huge announcement yet but i'm gonna go off to this retreat i didn't know what this new phase is going to be um i just need to you know, tap into nature and spirituality and personal all in one place of silence i've got this weekend booked on a saturday and a sunday um away just to refocus and by halfway through the year perhaps i'll reveal <laughs> if, if, if okay. all goes to plan what is, um, yeah 2020 what my task for 2020 is yeah, yeah. In, 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 in terms of the science science space what big discoveries I mean there's a lot of good happening in the tech space but personally I'm biased as well towards skin research and then um, industry or medical research industry generally it's focused a lot on personalised medicine and so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that space um, obviously we're still battling cancer treatments and are we ever going to get to the bottom of that but we'll see we'll see um, it's only January we'll see what comes out of the rest of 2020 yeah. ask, ask me the next recording I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict the biggest big science discovery that's going to come out in 2020 and by December right. Going into predictions. I can't make headline news or scientific breakthrough that actually occurred. Will I get a prize for that? Not for predictions. It, this think. is what your retreat is going to be. Great. Yeah. Nice one, Angie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Myself, though, I, I will have to say um, 
2020, I'm just excited about just the growth of STEM-based organizations. Um, there, there are just a few that have been sort of like in the space, working with students, working with uh, people in the public, blown up here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm expecting especially uh, the Ghana-based ones. I mean, it seems like every competition, every international competition you hear of, there's a, a Ghanaian in there who's really, yeah, looking look, looking forward to that. Um, research-wise, yeah, I was going to say I'm looking forward to my own research. I'm going to do some amazing stuff. Uh, but, since if I ask, uh, I think... In, in, You're going to give us updates on your um, flights and where you get with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give... You're all gonna get some amazing results. These fruit flies are a gem, yeah. but cool. we'll see. How I it think goes that if you, if you don't believe, check back, in, check back in a few few episodes from now. I shall give you regular updates about me and my <laughs> fruit flies. Um, but it's really important what you mentioned about the STEM space in Ghana in general and how it's just well, I wouldn't say blow blown up. It's not quite there yet, but there's so many little pockets brewing, and you can just see the excitement in the future of what STEM could hold and um, so perhaps we can spend the lad towards the end of the podcast just elaborating on that more and discussing um the few um STEM contributors in that space we can't give a shout out to everybody so nothing personal here if any of you guys are listening um but at the same time um I, I think I think I think let's do, let's dedicate uh our next episode to that that's what we'll do um, next episode, we're just going to really highlight the key uh, sort of like STEM-based organizations that have uh, influenced um, what we do or that also contributes yeah. to what we do in our space. Um, I, think, I think that'll be a, a, a good one for next episode. Let's so, do that. So sorry, guys. You're not getting any shout-outs. It's uh, going to come in next episode um, to really just yeah, celebrate. Yeah. If you want to hear it, um, tune in to the next episode. Even. Yeah, yeah, because I still, I know you said to blow up proportions now. We just say, everyone. Okay, okay. Very well then. So, 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 we've come to the SFS recorders, the Devereaux, and uh, of course, check out the footnotes for any links that we have promised to share. And um, comment, feedback. So, what was that, Tom? Oh, no, no. I think we're going to sign out now. So, have a productive week, everybody. And until then, keep being amazing and follow the hashtag GH for STEM. Over and out. <laughs>